0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Welcome to The Mentor, I'm Mark Boris. When we enter the market, competition can either be an ongoing headache or a problem waiting to be solved. The teeth whitening and dentistry industries have not always seen eye to eye. Maria Lucas, a sought-after dental hygienist in Sydney, and Alison Egan, founder of cosmetic teeth whitening business, Sparkling White Smile, are both highly established businesses in their own right. Coming at the same problem, they're both looking for the same outcome, that is to make people feel better about their teeth. So two competitors, one operating on a more regulated part of the industry and the other, a disruptor, wisen up and see the opportunity. They've now established their online courses called the Institute of Aesthetic Teeth Whitening. They've set this up to legitimize the unregulated space of teeth whitening, but it's also a smart way to cultivate new technicians to grow their own businesses. Alison and Maria tell me why they agreed to go into partnership in the first place, the importance of knowing the rules of the game you play and how they've subtly turned their students into micro brand ambassadors. So let's get into it. Alison and Maria, welcome to the podcast. Thank
2: you. For Thanks having for you having us. us here, Mark.
1: Now, I see one really strong-looking Greek woman sitting <laughs> on my left, <laughs> and I see Alison over here, I've known for a long time, and Negan sounds like to me an Irish name, so that sounds like a pretty good arm wrestle to me. And b- by the way, I'm half Irish and half Greek, so was it like uh, like
3: fierce?
2: Yeah, I guess, look, coming from a dental background, okay, um, we do a multitude of treatments, obviously, in, in our industry, and- I guess it really relates back to the way Alison and I first met. Uh, there was this, you know, this girl who was coming from the non-dental side who was doing teeth whitening. So naturally, yep. and I always like to crack a joke here, It was, who's this girl that's like encroaching into my space? <laughs> or challenging. Or, or, yes. You want to say challenging? I'm say like, who's this girl cutting my lunch? You know, um, and I've always said, you know, obviously that sort of um, raised a bit of awareness mm-hmm. for me as well. Um, again, she's a non-dental professional doing something that can be seen by I guess, dental. the dental standard as yep. being controversial. And that was a concern. and It has been a concern for a very, very long time um, when it's come to teeth whitening in such an unregulated space. Well, what did you do about it? What did I do about <laughs> it? I became friends with the
3: enemy. <laughs> Wanted to learn well, more about it. You know
1: what they say. As you do. You you keep your friends close and yeah, your enemies yeah. closer. Yeah. But like, I, I, I'm sort of feeling no, that power game. Is
3: I think as well, we um, obviously Instagram plays a big role in life yep. these days so you can look up anyone and you can be quite close to them and know exactly what they're doing. Um, Maria and I both had very similar clientele, so you know we're doing a lot of high net worth of people. Um, they would go to Maria first, and then they would come to me, and I'd be paying them so yeah. to, to promote for us. And so she'd be like, "Why are they taking? Uh, why is she taking all my yeah. clients?" How do you mean? How
1: do you mean? Like so, like,
3: we we would be having them as ambassadors, or we would be. But Maria would have probably already oh, done their treated teeth them for a dental years concern, ago, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're coming over to us, and they're promoting for Sparkling White. Um, you know, because got my teeth whiter. So Maria would be like, "Oh, she's taking all my clients." Or Or vice versa, kind of thing. Anyway, so then I think it was just Instagram, kind of, we started liking each other's photos. And then we started talking on Instagram DMs. And it was more like, hey, like we should just catch up. Like we're always looking at each other's stuff. Why don't we catch up? Plus, at the time, being a non dental, I actually wanted to start working with the dental side of people because I knew like I can only go so far and I wanted to grow my company really big. And I think if I had them on my side and they were bringing in a lot more. I could actually grow.
1: Your company being sparkling white. My company being sparkling, sparkling white. Sparkling yeah. white smiles.
3: Yes. Um, so I think at the time I I knew that I had to in somewhat way work with them because that was the only way to grow and to have their knowledge and to train and all that kind of stuff. I need, I couldn't give it everything. I could only do the business side of things, plus a new teeth whitening is just teeth whitening.
2: Yeah. And so, I guess from
3: the other side for yeah. me,
2: coming from a, a traditional tertiary background, yeah. dentistry, studying at university, the way we think generally is quite linear. So I was super intrigued. I wanted mm. to know what is Alison doing, doing <laughs> in her company, right? Because like an any dentist or any dental professional would agree that we just follow the book, don't break the rules, stick yeah. within your lines. And she's mm. gone out and done something completely different. And copying a lot of slack whilst mm. doing it, in particular from the dental side. Mm. So I had to <laughs> learn more about it. And so. the thing
3: is, I was copying slack, but I wasn't doing anything wrong. So yeah. they couldn't they physically couldn't do anything yeah. other than hate me. If yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we caught up for dinner, dinner at Bambini Trust. Yeah, and uh, I'll was- never
2: forget that night. It was like a, fir- <laughs> it was like getting ready for a first date. <laughs> a it
3: was interview. like
2: we've rocked up, and I'm like, oh, what am I going to wear? Like, this girl needs to think that like I'm cool and I'm good, and she's like ten years younger than me. And I'm like, I just need to feel like good, and that I'm above my game. And then Allison's like, you know, gorgeous, six foot, like, and she's like dressed immaculately as always. And we sit down, and we're like, we're both super intrigued what each other is doing. Yeah. Okay. So it started off very uh, like, like a business like her, and meeting. And, and to be honest,
3: I thought like I'll be completely honest, I thought Marie was a dentist, she owned her own practice. Like, Yeah. Because on her Instagram it's like I work here, I work there, so I just thought it was all hers. And then she told me that she was a
2: A, a dental hygienist, hygienist working in private practice and for corporate in multiple locations with a, a long family history of dentists De- and my all family and sort of my, my yeah. brothers are dentists. You know, the whole family's like in it. I just say a joke to my mum, I said, You really stuffed up. She said, What do you mean? I said, There's only so much free dentistry you can give your parents. <laughs> I right? said, so We need an accountant, we need a lawyer, a GP, like a builder, a plumber. would have been great. I said, Dentistry? Like, come on.
1: So you, Maria, represent what they call the incumbents. And incumbents mm. tend to act all the same. Yes. And that's what they call an oligopoly. And you having a Greek background, yeah. oligopoly means means um yeah. basically means oligo. Few and many, yes. So, like a few people control the whole lot. Basically, you operate under a few rules. You'll say, "I'm happy with my market share." You have your market share. Let's yep. not break the fucking rules. Let's yep. all stick to each other. Yep. We, what, what our game is to make sure we keep everyone else out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know
2: what Greeks are
1: like they're very territorial. Yeah. So mm-hmm. stay yeah. out. So, yeah. Then on the other hand, you've got someone like Alison, who's not a not a professional in the dentist dentistry environment, but she's coming in there to cut your lunch. As you say, yep. and uh, she wants to take some of your market share because yep. she and she figures I'll do it cheaper, yeah, and I'll do it more conveniently. Yeah, so I'll do the typical uh, disruptor type pattern that is, yep. I offer it cheaper and I make it more accessible, mm-hmm. and then I will market the shit out of it, yeah, which she, she yep. does through Instagram. So normally, people like you, because I did this, banks never actually cuddled mm-hmm. up to me, but your industry will put crap on her to mm-hmm. make her look like mm-hmm. she's um an imposter, yeah. <laughs> and pretty much attack her, let's call it character, with the way she does it. business, sure. not her own personal character. But sure. the character. Yep. She in turn will say, you guys are hopeless, you're old school, you're dinosaurs, yep. you're too <laughs> totally. expensive, you're totally. going to make a bloody appointment, you're going to do one-on-one, blah, blah, yep. blah. Yep, yep. So which is cool. But then all of a sudden- you two decide to get here. So when you walked in the room, did you have one, both have one big white long pole and sort of po- poke the door <laughs> I up slowly? I was sweating.
2: Like I said, it's like going on a first date. I was nervous. Like I just I, what is this girl going to think of me? I, I, I so, sort of
1: like, looked like the two of you get, putting boxing gloves on and getting in the ring and and, and duking it out. That I'd like
2: stilts to try and box with her. That's, you that's would have been sort of cover, undercut, uh, yeah, uh, She's a little yeah, I'm to worry about, yeah, about <laughs> that.
1: Because she might have put you into her territory. That's owned by a Greek girl.
2: Yeah, um, oh, she did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I actually made the booking. So yeah. there you
1: go. That's typical. She, yeah. So Greeks do yeah. this sort of thing. So, <laughs> so uh, Alison, why don't you inquire as to the venue? Because normally if you're meeting the enemy, you don't meet them on their territory. You normally sort of say, "Now let's set oh, a that's neutral an venue. Interesting to be honest,
3: one. at the time when we actually met, I was very busy running the business. It was more like, do you want to catch up? Yeah, where do you want to go? I'll book. I'll see you there. Kind
1: Pre-COVID, of by the way. Pre-COVID, Pre-COVID, yeah. Okay. Oh, so this like, was 2018. It
3: was kind of just like, 18. oh, I'm going to get to dinner yeah. kind of thing. I, I don't, I'm not as nervous as what you are all the time. Yeah. So it would have just been like, I'm going or to dinner. Or maybe not as strategic.
1: <laughs> yeah. she, or is she more strategic? She, she
3: is. <laughs> I'm, I've got strategies, my, my
1: game. So she's worked out the territory where you've got to meet. I want to ask you this, Alison, in mm-hmm. terms of you thought, well, you're thinking, okay, I've got to get prepared for this meeting. And I, I think this is really interesting. Are you presenting a power game? So do you say no. the one I'm going to dress?
3: No, it was more like because we were speaking on Instagram so it was more like we we're going to catch up for a dinner and because we were like becoming quite close on Instagram, always responding to each other's photos. When she was doing teeth whining, I would like say good work and, you know, or she wasn't
1: bullshitting you though. Yeah, she
3: like- probably was. I'm not going to lie. She probably, <laughs> she probably was. She just not <laughs> know anything about me. And I knew that where she was coming from, I knew she was coming from a dental background. At the time I was meeting up with a lot of dentists. They were doing a lot of my training. Um, so I kind of knew what I was gonna, going to expect. Um, I didn't expect to meet a, a friend at the end of the day. Like we were gonna walk out of there at twelve o'clock at night, kicked we out. We actually got of, kicked, kicked out, out of the restaurant at about yeah, 1 a.m. Yeah, we ended up getting along so well. And yeah. It went from business to everything about personal, blah, blah, blah. And I had a flight the next day, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yeah. And I was I think I missed that flight, to be honest. There like you it go. Was, it, it was because it went from <laughs> one extreme to the complete other. And like we we were like, I think there's opportunity. I remember saying to our I think you all said to me, there's opportunity somewhere down the the line. I don't know how we're going to work together, but there will be something that we can work together with. And that was it.
2: I think we both respected that. We we are coming from completely different disciplines. Mm. I wasn't quitting my job i love my job i love my mm. my goodwill and my skill is wrapped up in in the patients that i see every day that that's where my merits lie like with Alison, she's running um a multi you know million dollar industry she's grown it from sort of seed straight up to sort of large-scale growth and we're never going to leave that but i think that the union was really important mm. to then sort of work out well, where to from here and this idea wasn't born yeah. in terms of um, the new company now that we've started until much later on.
1: You weren't going in there with a the view to setting up a business we, with Alison. You we were, go, you we just were just not at me. all.
2: We were going in there just to meet each other. I wanted to mm-hmm. see what she was doing behind the scenes. Yeah, that's what I want to know. Yeah. So,
1: really deep I down, you, I want to know the yeah. truth. Deep down, why <laughs> did you I want wanted me? to
2: meet? Well, what how much money she's to- making? How is she turning so many people over? What is she doing, and how is she getting away with it? I knew the legalities around it. I, I knew, like, what I was doing. For example, yeah. like how she actually gets away with doing the procedure being a non-dental professional. I didn't need any sort of highlighting on that, but I wanted to know, like, how in depth. Was she doing it, and how big is the actual company,
1: and, for, and why? Why do you want to know that? Why would what, what's your interest? It's in black and
2: white. I want to know what I'm up against.
1: And then, were you looking for opportunity, though? Like, how can you maybe all. do it? Could not, you copy not it? Not at all.
2: Not at all. Um, I wasn't looking for. I certainly wasn't looking for. How can I copy it as a dental professional? We don't really do mobile sort of at, mm-hmm. at home services, right? And being from the dental side and providing a dental treatment, there are some pretty strict guidelines with how we need to do it, right? Yep. In terms of going into people's homes, and all that sort of stuff it could be from infection control, could be from the, the way medications and drugs are kept. You know, from a whole lot of different things. But I was just incredibly curious. I've always been naturally curious of how people have conducted their own businesses and what are they doing possibly to make money. Like, how are they making it work?
1: You weren't seeking an advantage to yourself of, of any type. No,
2: like not 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 from not a like a advantage? career. Not from a career perspective for me. If that's what, what about you're a asking. commercial advantage. Not at that point. No. I mean, not, this is not an extreme not network. At I know, not at that point. Really, not at that point. It, it was wasn't until curious. after the dinner I went, holy shit, it's so much bigger than what I actually thought it was. Like I knew it was big but I didn't realise it was that big. Uh, okay. So if anything, I felt a bit underprepared sort of when I went to the dinner.
1: <laughs> the lesson to be learned was that... Uh, Nothing ventured, nothing gained. So, in yeah. other words, I, look, I don't really have a plan. I don't have a strategy. This, from your point of view. Yeah. I'm um, also meet because I might learn something. I might not learn something. Sure. but At, l- at least there's someone I've been And I was
2: curious. Like, I was hungry to know <laughs> yeah. what she was doing. Okay. And that's been my mantra in general. Like, I've met lots of people in my time and I've caught up with them and I've remained very close friends with them. There's, sure, at some meetings there's been a, con- like a sort of a commercial strategy behind it, others have been a completely platonic relationship. You know, it's just, I'm a natural person who wants to sort of seek curiosity and seek to understand.
1: But you did have a sense of what you would like to know about what yes. she did in her business.
2: Yeah, I wanted to be a sticky you bit to find out depth. what she was doing. Yeah. Okay. And she
3: wanted to know how I was doing the peroxide and and I was explaining. I, and I wanted like, to oh, make wow. sure and also I wanted to make sure
2: she was actually using the right <laughs> stuff as well, right? Like yeah. again, I know the legal side of things. Yeah. But I wanted to know is she actually yeah. sticking to the and rules? Remember, like is I she doing she the right
3: thing? and She's like, Wow, everything makes sense now. Like I remember that's what you said yeah. to me, like I have literally had this different view and now I've actually met you and you've told me exactly how you do things. And now thinking about how you apply peroxide and how you how much gel you put on and all this kind of stuff, she's like, everything makes sense. Yeah.
1: So before you met her, what was, I was the strategy in yeah. your head?
3: Again, she was in the dental field. So yeah. I wanted to meet people in that field because I wanted to start bringing them into sparkling white. It was getting quite big at the time we were franchising. So I wanted to have professionals advising on the business, on advising on the training side of things. And that was generally what I wanted to do. I had a few dentists that I was working with. They also, as you know, dentists have very small schedule, like very busy schedules, but very small time. So I wanted to see potentially if she wanted to come on and work for the company as a trainer, that was where I was kind of at. But then I remember saying to her, I really want to take Sparkling White Smile International and perhaps you would be involved with that. And she's like, yeah, it's oh, down the track, blah, blah, blah. Don't like, but this yeah, is what I'm I very was kind much of like, yeah. can we all just See, like slow like, down? Like, I, I don't have, like, like jumping plan. in
2: two feet straight away. Yeah. I'm, I want to sit back and look at the whole situation yeah. first before I make, and that's me in every facet yeah. of my life. I never make an immediate decision.
3: I wasn't mm. like saying to her, come on board, but I said, this is my long term goal. I want to take it international. Perhaps if but
1: you just threw it out there.
3: Yeah, it was kind of just like seeing what she would kind of say. Bit Yeah, yeah. Yeah, on the water. yeah literally. Yeah. I remember
2: calling my mum, and mum said, how did you go last night? And I said, mom, we left the restaurant at 1am and I said, I feel really inspired, but also very intrigued. I had an incredibly good evening talking with somebody who I just, I I wasn't fully aware of what you were going to shoot out. Like Mm. I knew I was going to get my curiosity answered, but I was ultra impressed with what she was doing. Like it, it sort of exceeded my expectations. Right. And I just thought, holy shit what's she doing? Like, that's cool. But it also forced me to go back and actually look at the guidelines of legislation a bit more um, thoroughly as well. I critiqued it. How is she getting away with this? Because there were so many questions from a clinical level that I also wanted answered, which I did ask her that night. It was around consent and lots of different things. And I went back and I was reading things and reading things because I also wanted to answer my own questions too. And I knew- as my friendship with Alison grows, and considering how connected I am in dental, I knew my dental colleagues were what gonna start that? to say to me, You're friends with Alison? Mm. Like, really? Like with her? Like, you sure you want to do that? Hated? that? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yes, in the dental field. she actually is. I love it. Right. And how and, and not, I love it. And not hated. An and not hated as a person, of course. Like Alison is Alison's a far nicer person than what I am. No, she's like very
1: likable. She's an
2: it. incredibly likable person, okay. Um, but I knew that people would say, oh, yeah, like you met Alison. That's that girl that does all that. She can't do that. Like I needed to know the answers for myself. I needed to, to know how um, and, and how you were getting away with it. That's really important to me. I want to know it for myself.
1: You come across to me as a somewhat of a killer. You speak fast and Your hand gestures and um, and you're Greek, so yeah. um, and you know, I
2: didn't choose that, Mark. I didn't I, choose to I, be Greek. I was no, just but a, Greek women are tough, just born into it.
1: By the way, Irish yeah. women are tough too, but yeah, Greek women are tough, okay, and they're smart and they know what they want, they're brought up a certain way, yeah, generally speaking. I'm talking about, yeah, and you know, obviously I obviously have lots of exposure to them, and uh, they're, they're, they're not, they're not, uh, they're not pushovers. There's no way in the world are they pushover. What's interesting is that. You walked out of there really impressed with this young lady who's yep. probably a few years younger than you, not much, mm-hmm. I, I dare say, a couple of years. No,
2: no, definitely a good couple of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So but, <laughs> yeah, what, what's
1: interesting, you, 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 you come away with sort of the same impression that I came away with after I interviewed yep. her the first time. Because yep. a lot of people network all around the world, yep. this, mm-hmm. that and the other. That was the ultimate network mm-hmm. event. Yeah. Most people just write a few notes and maybe and that's the end of it. But you went home and validated yes. What is it that, I mean, I'd like to know what you validated, but what is it in that meeting that you took out of the meeting that gave you the impetus to go and validate? What was that? I, I think or is I that know, just you personally?
2: I, I, I th- about to say, I think I know where you're going with this. It is me personally in terms of, and Alison always says this to me, trust has always been an issue for me. Um, And when I say trust, I'm always critiquing and validating where the information is coming from. People can throw things around all the time. I did this, I did that, or this person's doing X, Y, Z. I want to know whether there's merit in what they're saying. And I feel like the only way to find that out is to go and find it out yourself. So Mm -hmm. even though, you know, person A can say to me, we've achieved X, Y, Z, or, you know, here's the method or whatever, I'll go back now and research it myself to make sure that it's true. Sometimes that can be a really exhausting character trait to have because then you start to waste time with checking things that you probably don't need to check. But at the same time, you know, I'm a thorough person. I just want to, I'm, I'm, I'm in the detail. I want to know where the detail lies. Um. And, yeah, I hate saying that I don't trust people very easily, but that's just my personality. You know, I, yeah. I like to go over everything.
1: Dental hygienists, for example, I'm, I'm glad you say be. that because it's exactly yeah. the sort of you're you're, mm. you're looking.
2: I'm, work, I, I'm working in a very small area, um, Minuci. daily. You're yeah, literally, you, yeah, you, are yeah, all, at all day. Very small. Like Alison calls me, and goes, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "It's twelve hours. I've been looking into somebody's mouth. You know, like yeah, my, my vision's starting to go sideways." Yeah, there's
1: more. I think it's either second or first in terms of professions of people who commit suicide. Yes, yes,
2: it's a high-pressure stress environment. Mm. You've got 45 minutes or an hour to complete a task that doesn't always go to plan. Mm. And then let's be honest. The smell, Mm -hmm. everything. But then Mm. you've got generally clients who come to see you. It's not me personally, but they hate going to To the dentist. dentist. And people ask me every day, oh, do you love your job? And I always crack the joke, oh, yeah, I love my job. I get to hear all day every day how much you hate coming to see me. Mm. Do you love your job, Mark? Mm. And they, and they laugh. They laugh at me, and they go, "Oh, I see your point." And they go, "Oh, you know, it's not personal, Maria." I was like, "Trust me, I know it's okay. I'm just trying to stir you up, you know." But it's just—it's the kind of thing where you do get stressed out, um, you know. And like every business, you're providing a a health treatment, so it's all about the patient. But then you're also working for a business, right? And what does a business need? We need to meet the bottom line, and we need to reach our KPIs, and we need to reach our targets. You know, yes, it's all tailored for the patient and the treatment, but we still need to be fundamentally operating at a high level so we can keep opening our doors.
1: So you two have this uh, meeting that, um, you know. You you, you love
2: this meeting, don't I you, do, I do I, yeah. do. I
1: actually do because it's, 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 ex, important. it's the most Where it important all thing. You're in the minutiae of dental hygiene and teeth. I'm a business detective, okay? Yeah. And what I'm trying to do is get right to the the uh, weeds about yep. how this relationship came about mm. in the first place. And the very first meeting is the most important meeting. Yeah. Because that's from everything, everything from bounces. And then also your yeah. personality is really important to me to understand mm. what your objectives are yeah. and your personality is what they are. So that's sort of what I do. Mm. So the first meeting is critical to me because pe- I know people who have meetings all the time with various people and nothing ever happens and they just spend their whole life doing shit mm. meetings. And uh, and I think there's something in that for business owners and, and entrepreneurs is that choose your network mm. and because we've got very little time yep. and we need to – Make it a, a call on when we um, spend that time and evaluate that time, evaluate spending that time. And then I think after that, you, mm. what you did, Maria, is you then need to go and validate what you found out. Yeah, when that's, I that's do that, I'm
2: pretty sure in most facets of my.
1: Validation is really important. <clears throat> yeah, personal
2: life and business life. So
1: their first meeting, gone. Let's yep. just park that one. How long did it take before you decided to do something? And who was the person who, um, sort of started the process. You've
2: got to fast forward two years. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So no, COVID, nothing ever happened. We um. We for two years. contact. We would contact friends, would catch up, dinner. For, yeah. You know, she Alison's doing her thing, I'm doing my it thing. It was
3: just in general, we both had the same love Yeah. She.
2: We would come and tell each other how hard our day was, et cetera, we, et cetera, et cetera. So, so what was happening
1: during COVID for both your businesses?
2: Okay. So COVID comes. Yes. Yeah. COVID comes. Um. Hit us like a freight train. And yeah. not just us. All, all business. Everyone. Okay. Everybody. Like it was. I'm but what, say, yeah.
1: well, what happens in your business?
2: Okay. In my business, um. It yeah. was absolutely fucked, yeah. if I can say that. Yeah, yeah, sure. um, <laughs> basically, what happened is um, the board comes in and goes, everyone's got to immediately stop. It's um, level four; you can only do emergency treatment. So that rads me out straight away. So, in other words, unless you've like broken something or in pain or an infection, like you, you're not working. So everyone's stood down, closed the doors. We're sitting there going to so job keeper. Yeah, job keeper <laughs> yeah. came in. Thank God, um, you know, it's to keep everybody afloat. Everybody's you know sort of staying in contact. But we've got two lockdowns as well. We've got the first one, mm. and then we've got the second one which hit us harder in a different way the first one is where where we had ideas but again we still Mm -hmm. didn't launch anything yet because it was short-lived but you got to remember when when COVID happened
3: on my side of things like Yeah, mark all my franchisees thought that I was the one who was closing the business down it was all my fault so you gotta understand I had all that stress as well no income coming in for for nine months
2: no no not for the first one because the first First one was first one was six weeks but it went on for about let's say mm, 11 yeah it's eleven it was about eleven okay. weeks. So no you guys. income coming
3: in for eleven yep. weeks. Maria said, oh, I'm gonna be going for walks. I was obviously really focusing on my health at the time. So I said, All right, we'll go for a walk once a week. So we'd meet up because we lived quite close to each other. We lived in the in the areas that we could go for a walk in. And we just catch that up. That was the second
2: lockdown though. Was that the second yeah, lockdown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, Cause because like I said, at what the end in the of 2020, one? like at, at the end of that financial year, yes. it's like Business opened back up again and 20 to 21 financial year was a stellar financial year. Like, it was great. Yeah, Business okay. was booming. People couldn't wait to go to the dentist again. People were getting hair yep. and brows done and everything was happening. It was at the end of the 21 financial year when COVID came in again in well, was it July last is year. You remember this time last year. Yeah, that things went really, really bad. pear-shaped. Yeah. That was when all of this started and we yeah. just went,
1: fuck, Omicron. not again. Yeah. Both experienced loss of income. Yeah. And that old saying, you know, necessity is a mother of invention. Um, Agree. you needed to do something, you know, you mm. something new or something different or something yeah. extra yeah. in addition.
2: We yeah. had time, Mark, yeah. to go for a walk. Yeah, and time like, to think too. We had time. Like all of a sudden COVID gave us an opportunity to slow down. Did. Yeah, as it did with a lot of people. We were stressed in different ways. I uh, Instead of being stressed about patients and I'm tired, I was stressed at all of a sudden. They're not having any patience. Not having yeah. any patience. And and now I've, I've got all this time on my hands. I'm, I'm just- cooking at home. I'm cooking everything under the sun. I'm putting on weight. Like this is ridiculous. I'm like I need to get out and, and do something. I need mm. to get back to work. And- Alice and I had been having many conversations during that period over, you know, I guess the issues in our business, her business. She would vent her frustrations to me about frust- um, about sort of educating technicians and how difficult it was. And that's when we sort of started to talk about how can we unanimously get together it's and actually, actually roll it out and make it better. It, it was, was like it was a thought. Yeah. But until we actually – verbally said it to each other and until I felt ready to go, okay, I can now put the time aside to develop, yeah. let's say, a curriculum which took me six to nine months yeah, to write up. It was ages, right? Um, and I could actually dedicate the time to it, you know, and actually stop and think that I thought, okay, maybe we can make something of this. And, of course, mm-hmm. as always, how is this going to work? I don't. Oh, my God, I don't know whether I can do this. Alison's like, no, nah, let's just jump in two feet. cares what other people She's, think. Alison <laughs> is the ultimate half glass full. You're right. like the she's a visionary, yeah. right, positive. I'm ultimate defense, half-glass half empty. Um, <laughs> the negative before the positive. She's
3: worried about what other people are going to yeah, see. I'm I'm like, everyone going
2: to shit? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, she's like, no, nah, screw them. You just got to jump in. <laughs> but that's good. You've got the yin and the yang that helps to balance it out, right? Yep, but sense. it was born in that period where mm-hmm. all of a sudden we had time to think. Yep. And it was a hard time for us. Business-wise, you know, we were just scared. I was worried. How am I going to pay back my mortgage? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? Mm-hmm. And that's not just my problem. That was the rest Everyone's- of Australia's problem too.
1: Yeah. A great deal of creativity came out of COVID. Yes, a because lot because people, through necessity and through having time on your hands, yeah, and through people having the ability to reach out through the very social mediums. established the IATW, I think that's what we're calling it. An it, acronym,
2: IATW, yeah, Is Institute a- of Aesthetic Teeth Whitening. Yeah,
1: okay. So that's a bit different to what you do. I mean, we're talking about cosmetic dentistry versus um, dental hygiene.
2: Obviously, Alison's doing cosmetic med- teeth whitening, right, yep. and she's yep. allowed to do that and that's fine. Um, I'm a dental professional working in, in dentistry, okay? So uh, teeth whitening is a small portion of what I do on a day-to-day basis. Oh, you do you do, do yeah, that, yeah, lots of it, heaps, right? But I do the dental-grade version, okay? So it right. uses um higher peroxides to achieve results for patients. Okay. Um, the reason why I can use the higher concentration of peroxide is because I'm a dental professional. Yep. Okay. So you need to have, um, that, um, that skill obviously behind you to be able to access those medications in order to distribute them to clients mm. accordingly. I do that as a portion of what I do. I also, uh, treat, uh, patients for gum disease, jaw disease, implant disease. I do general dentistry on children, um, young adults, a whole lot of different things. So I wear many hats right? Alison's just doing cosmetic teeth whitening. But in saying that, we're both doing teeth whitening. And what we're starting to find now is that more and more people are accessing those services from non-dental professionals. So we Obviously understood that there was a big market there. Alison's known this for years, hence she wouldn't have been doing what she's doing anyway. It's a multi-billion industry now. The biggest issue was the training side of things because Mm -hmm. it is an unregulated industry. There's only a very small guideline that differentiates between cosmetic teeth whitening and dental grade, which is the concentration of peroxide. But if you're doing cosmetic teeth whitening, you do not need any formalised training. You can just go and you could technically go and order whatever you want from China, for example, and just do it yourself. And that's our greatest concern Mm -hmm. is that we felt that we needed to sort of at at least bring a level of training available.
3: When I was doing training, I always brought in a dentist um, and he would train for maybe half an hour, 45 minutes. It wasn't long enough. Like he'd come in and tell you everything that you needed to worry about, look at, but it didn't go into depth. He just told you what to look at. So when I was doing all my training, I was like, if someone came and actually trained the theory side of things, that would just level it up. And that's where I wanted to be because I really wanted to grow. I wanted to grow. This like, is to
1: your franchisees. This is to my mm-hmm. franchisees yep. at the time. Yep.
3: So I thought if I have someone who actually does it and I don't have to do the theory side of things, I'll continue doing the the practical side of things. Yeah. We could really bring this business level right up. And I'm all about everything to be do- done right. If you're going to do teeth whitening, right, do it right. If you don't know how to do it, then don't do it. So that's where I was. At. And I've always been the ditzy girl that hired everyone who was smarter than her. So do you know what I mean? Like, when that's, it comes, it's not that ditzy, but anyway, it's actually not ditzy at all. That's the it's ditzy <laughs> that's the in me. Yeah. I, I knew what I was good at and I knew what I wasn't good at. And so I hired that. Mm. instead of hiring it this time, I decided to go into business with Marie because I feel like what she can bring and what I can bring is con- two completely different things. Why don't
1: you just say, listen, I'll give you a consultation yep. job or whatever you yeah. call it? really good question. Yep.
3: But to be honest, I was like, what she can bring. And over time, we can go into different countries. We can do so many different things together. And plus, I'd never been in business with someone before. So I was actually excited to bring. Something else, and with with the training before, it was only through Sparkling White. But I actually wanted to give it to the whole entire industry,
1: all your competitors, all my competitors. So I wanted to
3: bring it out to everyone. So I was like, I can keep Sparkling White, I can keep my Alba, all that in itself, and I can bring the training. So make it mandatory within Sparkling White that they all must do IATW, and then um, and then uh, make it available to everyone. Also, sometimes when you would be working with in sparkling white we work with some quite high big companies and they would expect free training so now it's more like no i have a business partner and that's that's how it works like say for example some of the big corporations that we do like spark that do like sparkling white you might give them a machine part of it would be we want free training if we're going to come on board with you but now yeah. it's a very easy way to say well no unfortunately that's a different that's a different we do it through a sister company so it's very much it's a lot easier to Be more rounded. That's the companies who are using Sparkling White Smile
2: as one of their products, okay? So Alice has mandated that for all new technicians moving forward with Sparkling White, they must must undergo training with ITW, almost like as a sister company. Yeah, Um, Something separate because basically we want to try and create a school, a place Mm -hmm. where anybody who wants training, because don't forget, training isn't mandated, right? You can do whatever you want, but anybody that wants it can come to us. They get the opportunity to sit down with me, with Alison, and we teach them.
1: Tell me what you are teaching them.
3: We don't make them become dentists, but we show them what happens in dental.
2: Yeah, so basically so what we trying to, for- to explain to them. You've got people, you need to imagine you've got somebody Who's who never comes, wants to do teeth whitening, but they come to you with absolutely zero right. knowledge. Where do they of- come from, these people? Oh, the, you know what? You'd love it. Um, small business owners, existing you maybe see, salon owners. I think two um, minutes
3: before I started, I said to Maria, oh, there's yeah. another person that's inboxed yeah.
1: me. Say so they've got a nail salon. Are they, yeah. They just inbox you and say, listen, I, I want to add that to my business. Yeah. Yes, that's it. They uh, want to add an extra service. How do I do service. a course? Exactly So to speak. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yep,
2: they make, they make an inquiry. So it could be salon owners, barbers even that we've had come in who want to add teeth whitening as another supplementary service to their businesses because they've now realised it's a great way to grow revenue within their already existing sort of structure. It could be anybody that just wants a career change, okay, so someone who just wants to go out on their own. Um. Often a lot of mums, like yeah, so they've I had a so babies many- and then they're going to come back and get into a sort of a flexible
1: sort of workforce or work business. Why is it so popular, particularly amongst your generation, I think? Yeah. Just to get your teeth whitened.
2: I mean, everyone's now these days globally, Mm -hmm. right? Everyone wants to look better, Mm -hmm. look younger. I mean, it's not just teeth, right? They're getting their brows done. They're getting cosmetic surgery. They're having liposuction. Like,
1: Are you guys creating your own world, your own demand?
2: I think to an extent, I think in particular for Alison, yes, if you look at, again, we're just a, when I say we're just a, that's not me downplaying it, Alison and I have created an educational company with different motives behind it, right? But if you look at te- the teeth whitening business that Alison has created herself. That's she's glam. doing that, it's glamorous. It makes you feel good. I mean, good. teeth whitening popular. But it is one of the easiest things that you can do. I think you need to remember that not everybody is suitable, and this is one of the things that <laughs> I'm not going go to go into detail about while we train. Not everybody is suitable for a stock standard teeth, teeth whitening, whitening procedure, be it cosmetic teeth whitening the way Allison delivers it in her company or even the dental grade. Not, like I, I knock back clients many times. Is that because, because the amount of
1: layers of enamel you got in your teeth,
2: I'm correct. Or a multitude not. of things. It could oh. be the strength of their enamel, medical history, uh, other pre-existing dental conditions, yeah. all things that we educate in the course. Because if you were a technician who just went out, like, say, no dental background, right, that goes out and does this, I think Allison and I were discussing this this morning, how are you meant to know mm-hmm. who's suitable and who's not? If you're not taught. Now, mm. at university, I was taught, right?
3: Over eight years, I was taught, but I had to learn,
2: but myself. She had to learn it herself and make some mistakes yeah. along the way. But again, those mistakes, and, and anybody, for that matter of fact, those mistakes, you don't want them made on a client. Like, that's bad, mm. okay? Mm. You want to be told what not to do so you don't make well, those, you don't stuff want to up. those
1: mistakes on your client because you're going to, not going to get any insurance down the track.
2: A- <laughs> absolutely, right? You just <laughs> want you to make sure, yeah, like legal there's, there's, things, yeah. there's areas in life where you can make mistakes because that's how we learn. But when it comes to actually doing something on somebody, you don't we, make the mistake like
3: Do you know what's funny, Mark? It's really weird. But I, um, I've i never told anyone how to dress to, their, to our training course and everyone that comes. you. So it's
1: quite interesting that you and some, to some extent, and this is where I want to take this to, have a responsibility because you are influencing people's behaviours. 100%. Okay? So. It's fine that they want to copy you, but it's not fine if um, they copy you and they go to somebody else to get the work done who's a, a, like a total fucking hack job
3: yeah. and that's what we're th- having they the get
1: fucked up, okay? Yeah. So therefore your IATW Institute makes sense to me moralistically or ethically probably yeah. a better word yeah, because you're taking responsibility for the thing that you're prosecuting. You're prosecuting, look like me. I'm mm-hmm. successful. I'm doing well. I'm pretty. You can, this is one thing, you can copy my teeth. But at the same time, you two getting together means you can sort of make sure that they don't go and fuck it up.
3: hundred yeah,
2: percent. absolutely. We yep. want to make sure that we're bringing training yep. in line with top and, tier and I, so I there is think, a zero accident rate. Yeah,
3: and I think we can measure that from having a lot of people come to our course who have done other courses and no disrespect to anyone else, but it's more like no, they've done. No, fuck them,
1: disrespect <laughs> If they've given a shit course, disrespect entirely. <laughs> they've, they've there
3: are a few, They've done other yes. courses course that are right. online, yeah. they're cheap, you know, we, you're paying premium with us, yeah. but they're going online, they're going to the ones. Yeah. they have paid for that and then paid for ours as well. So they've actually paid triple or double and they've come to us and they're like, wow, it's a completely different course. We learned so much from you guys. Yeah. And that's where I've measured it from. I haven't measured it from because we both know we're doing a good course. I generally feel like we are. And we offer, for example, with practical, I'm very big on, you might come to me, you might have a dental background, but the next person might come to me and they don't have any, so they might need a little bit more experience. So I say to them, you have, us until you feel confident and I can sign you off. It's not one day, it might be six weeks. You might be one day, you might be six weeks. And I think people feel very like They feel reassured really, really and protected. protected. So do
1: you run it and you-, you So Maria, ha- writes, do you yeah,
3: Predominantly, so- we both do it together, but I
2: do all of the theory training. So like the nitty gritty detail, I can't teach them dentistry, okay? I'm no, not allowed yeah, to do yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. but I'm exposing them to a level of education that I would have been exposed to myself. And then in saying that, I try to just share as much as I can with them about what they need to know, okay? Um, once theory is complete- Alison does the bulk of the training. Is it online or physical? So
3: both. So theory with Maria is online because we have people from all around Australia. We have New Zealand, Canada, um, America. We've had, and then with the practical side of things, they come to Double Bay or I go to them. Just depends. Or sometimes we do it online depending on the situation and. I do that. Side. Yeah. And
1: do you give a certificate or something?
3: Yes. Yeah, we give them something at the end as yeah. So yeah.
1: they, they've got something to validate. Absolutely.
3: They've got something to validate. Yeah. A lot of people that do teeth whitening now in their little bios on their social media, yeah. they say trained by IATW. And okay. we haven't told anyone to do this, but it's just they want to do that so they feel yeah, that people they want to go to Everybody
1: the wants yeah. a badge of honour yeah. Like yeah. in everything we do. They they become brand ambassadors, Mm. of course. And then, but consumers like it too. They know, shit, that person's got some training.
3: They know know what they're
1: fucking doing. And uh, that's really important.
2: I think the point of difference back to just the training side of things and coming from other courses though, is that there is no other course that actually exists at the moment where there's a non-dental professional and a dental Dental professional professional together. together. There's lots of like technicians, not as good as Alison, I can say that, but like that want to be like her that are offering training probably a little bit like, cheaper than what we're doing it. Um, but again, the level of detail that's been given, especially with me coming on board, has actually helped to build up the credibility of the training that we're rolling I out. Have
1: would have helped you because we um, had time. No, no, it helped but, you to do a thing, but also. Yeah. There are people There's coming so out of COVID who are saying I've got to get some business. other form of income or yeah. it's an additional else. type yes. of income to add to my business mm-hmm. and this is a no-brainer for a lot of those people yeah. in, as you said, hairdressers, barbers, yeah. whatever, beauty. you know, beauty salons, nail salons, all that sort of stuff. And I notice yeah. that they're popping up all over the joint, those sorts of businesses yeah. these days. That's very interesting. This is a very good nursery for you to pull franchisees out of, too.
3: We're not franchising anymore. You we, don't do. You we don't, we moved,
1: Sparkling White doesn't.
3: No, no, we moved over to a leasing op, like a commission. license. Yeah, a license. so it's really good. We have like.
1: But do you recruit out of this, out of this. Yeah. Nurse, so what? Nursery. Some
3: of them. So some of them will just want to do IATW. Yeah. And then when they do IATW, I say, why don't you still do your own business yeah. and then license with us because we have, you know, six hundred thousand on a database yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of opportunity for them, but I pick and choose who I want out of
1: You, you pick. Very, yeah. very strict. Mm. Okay, okay yeah. cool. Have you guys got a question for me? I
3: think it's I was going to say like, yeah. you know, Mark,
2: especially like in your industry, um, how have you coped with, I guess, working sometimes in controversial sort of situations or negative mm. slack from people as well? I know myself doing this with Alison has come with a little bit of negative commentary and I think we handle it really well, but I think there's always ways that we can improve it.
1: I just don't give a shit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> of course you're going say I don't that. give
1: a shit. Yeah. yeah. I don't you care. You just prevail for it. do what's best. Look, the, at the end of the day, you know, 50% of people like you, 50% of people hate you. You're doing well. Yeah. The only people that I really care about is my friends and my family. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the rest of them all got opinions. They all talk about you. Who gives a fuck? You're not going to change their views. As long as you identify yeah. what is it that I'm actually helping these people with mm. and if I'm making them feel better then that's that's doing something right. And yeah. then if I'm doing it in an ethical way, which is what IATW does, yeah. at least you're, you're you're putting it out there and sure. you'll you'll have other iterations, you'll keep refining and improving it, it'll get better and better and better as you go along, then you're doing something ethically. And then what people say after that, who cares? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and I think it's about the consumer as well. But it's better for the consumer yeah. if they're trained properly. There's yeah, going to be less totally. it. It's unethical I, if they um, don't have any yeah, training. Yeah, I remember I showed Maria one time, I had a, an Instagram DM from, a girl that had her teeth whitened that didn't have her teeth whitened from sparkling white. She said, hi, Alison, I'm sorry to reach out to you, but I've just had my teeth whitened from someone else. Look at this. And it was honestly the worst. I I literally said to Maria, look what someone's just messaged me. It was horrible. And she said, what do I do? And I said, there's literally nothing you can do. You have to go to the doctors. And that's where where it was at the point I said, Maria, we have to do this training course. It's so important for the consumer. And to be honest, being a big part of the industry, it's going to bring our company down, it could essentially be unregulated and all that kind yeah, of stuff. And, it's such an yeah, unregulated area yeah.
2: that until, and I can't see the ACCC and the TGA changing yeah. their stance on what can, like what can and can't be done, right? But what we I can see to. hopefully the long term yeah, is that they legitimise some yeah. type of training, yeah. something. I don't know what that quite looks like yet, but that people just can't go out there and do it. Without any in sort of formal treat. training, that's where that's where we want that's to take it eventually. To, yeah, that's what we there, want. To have there a voice is something to. in the eye of the consumer, and we don't. We're not advocating for a closed industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not advocating for super tight regulations. I just want to make sure that whatever regulations come in support the right business, yeah. um, it shouldn't impede anything. It should just support mm-hmm. and make sure that in the eye of the consumer, best practice is always happening. Yeah, that's what we want.
1: Well, you've got a head start. Yeah, on, on everybody, yeah. Alison Egan. And Maria Lucas, thanks very much. Yes.
3: Great Thank to be you. you, Mark. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Mentor with Mark Boris. Audio and production is by Jessica Smalley. Production assistance, Simon McDermott. This is a mentored podcast.
2: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.